The Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. And on this week's podcast, we have head coach Andrew Checkets uh, recapping the season and a great weekend, senior weekend, the walk-off, the championship, all of that. We also have Jerry Fall. First, we start with some highlights. That's all next here on the Gaucho 9 podcast. Gaucho 9 podcast is brought to you by our great friends and primary sponsors over at Kyle's Kitchen. Kyle leads off with a classic Kyle, followed with an order of seasoned fries and rounds out the order with a soft drink or an adult beverage. Check out any of Kyle's three locations in Santa Barbara and Goleta. You can also check out the Protein Grill in Hollister Village or Kyle's Chicken House in Isla Vista. We're also brought to you by Smart Office Interiors, commercial furniture for education, healthcare, government, and the home office. Smart Office Interiors helped out the Gauchos set up their staff office in the Hammerhead and Major League Baseball rooms at Cesar Wasaka Stadium. Multiple workspaces, excellent desks, comfy chairs. Hit them up at smartofficeinteriors.com or you can call them at 805-965-8585. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitch and Mitchell bounces the deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back the home run. And the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Clausen. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. Sprinkle. Reached on the fielder's choice. Back in the second and stole second. And he lines one out to right center. On the move as Bedowies goes into a dive and he can't make the catch. That's going to tie the game. Sprinkle on his way to third. He is going to make it with a two RBI triple and the Gouches have tied things at three. Newman's certainly a guy capable of doing it. Here's a pitch from Ramirez. A breaking ball pulled into left field, a base hit. Curtly around in third, he's coming home and it's an RBI single for John Newman and that makes it eight to six. There we go. Nothing into the count. And Anderson delivers. And a chopper towards first. It's backhanded and dropped by the first baseman, Nikolai, and everybody's safe. And the Gouchers have tied the game. It is eight all. Boy, Nikolai, he had a chance to get the second out at second base. I think that might have been his only play because it was chopped slowly towards that four hole. Anderson. From the belt delivers and Sprinkle hits a fly ball to center field. This should do it. Badawi is back. He makes the catch. Mortensen tags. Here comes the throw. It is not in time and the Gauchos win it. Jordan Sprinkle with a walk-off sacrifice fly here in the bottom of the ninth inning as the Gauchos complete the comeback. Three walks, two strikeouts for Gutierrez. There's not a lot of hit so far in this scoreless game. Throw to first, and they got Webb picked off over at first. And Gutierrez gets another man on the pickoff move as he snares Webb off of first base. Julian uses every bit of that 20-second clock. And then he holds for about 20 seconds. Here's the next pitch, and this is hammered to left field. Pofek is back. He's at the track. He looks up, and this one is out of here. A two-run homer for Christian Kirtley, and the Gauchos lead it 2 to nothing. All right, last of the seventh. Brock Mortensen will lead off against Tucker Julien. He swings and drives the first pitch to deep right. Shanks is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A solo homer for Brock Mortensen. Makes it 4-0. 
16. 25 runs. And Vote drives this to right center. This is it well. Shanks is on the track and it's up against the wall. Shanks crashes into the fence. He might be hurt. Willits rounding third. He's coming in to score on a double by Nick Vote. And it's 5-0 Gauchos and Shanks is shaken up out there in right center. He hit the fence awkwardly. And here's the pitch, and this is rolled towards third. Backhanded by Willits on the line, throws to first, and a nice pick by Johnson at first for the out. Three outs away from a conference championship. 1-1 pitch is hit in the air. Deep left field. Pofek is going to turn and watch this one fly. A solo home run for John Newman. Makes it 6-0. Three and two, two down, top of the ninth. Harvey kicks and delivers, and a pop-up. Third base side, Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. As they mob Harvey up the first base line. And for the second time in three years, UC Santa Barbara will dogpile here at Caesar Wasaka Stadium as Big West Conference champions. Six to nothing is the final. The win goes to Michael Gutierrez. He was outstanding today. The loss goes to Tucker Juleen. And the Gouchers are headed to the postseason. Here's a line drive up the middle. It's into center field, a base hit off the bat of Sprinkle. Vote scores. Here comes Mortensen. He will score. It's a two-run single by Sprinkle, and it's 3-0 UCSB. 1-1. Here to Mata. Takes outside. They throw back to first, and Oreck is stuck in the mud. He's in a rundown. Johnson will go to Willow, and he will tag out Oreck. And Mason Eng picks off a runner at first base. Stolen bases. Infield is drawn in for the Highlanders. One down, second and third. 3-2 pitch to Sprinkle. This hit in the air. Right center field hit well. This is over Badawi's head. It's out in the corner. One hops the wall. Mortensen will score. Newman will round third. He's coming home. And Sprinkle will stop at third with a two-run triple. And it's 9-1. Brings up Mason Eng. One for one with a single, a stolen base, and a run scored. He has also walked. Here's the first pitch from Turner, and Mason drives this to left field. Back is Pofek. He's at the track. He leaps, and this one is out of here. It's a home run for Mason Eng. The first of his career. First career home run for Mason Eng here on senior day. I was up out of my seat. And it's 11 to 1 Gauchos. Mason Eng with a two run homer. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. The top of the order, number 28. All right, my guest this week on the Gotcha 9 podcast, head coach Andrew Checkets, and let's cut right to the chase. Checks, Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. How does that feel? Uh, it feels good. It's <laughs> relieving. Yeah, you know, stressful, stressful, stressful Friday game, and, um, you know, we didn't play great on Tuesday and then didn't play great on Friday and found a way to pull it, pull it out. And, um, you know, and then Saturday, obviously, got a great start from uh, – from Goody and got enough runs there. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it feels relieving. And, you know, when you, we didn't play great on Tuesday and it's, you know, we got beat for eight innings on Friday. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I know we had the inning where we walked some guys, but we only gave one run in that inning. I mean, besides that, I mean, we got beat just about everywhere, you know, on the, on the mound, um, offensively that, you know, Riverside, they came ready and, um, 
so yeah i mean it's hard not to think about man this would really stink if we blew this thing um and it's hard not not to let your brain go there so my brain was going there so uh, it's pretty, pretty relieving once we clenched mine mine was definitely going there and I, I mean you can't help yourself really as a maybe it's different as a player i'm sure the players are just they're just out there playing baseball at least that's what you're you're trying to teach them and trying to encourage them to do but i mean as a as a staff member and as a as a member of the media of course you're you're looking at all the the standings and the stats and the recent history and oh riverside is 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 beating the 2019 champs two out of three and beat the 2016 college world series team two out of three and it's like oh this this could be a series that nips you in the butt and it sure felt like that on friday but i the gauchos have won a lot of games this year where they've had to come from behind or work around some walks and and try and pull it out, you know, in not miracle fashion, but, you know, it wasn't easy, and they've been able to win games like that. And I think, you know, that says something about the character of a team is being able to win when you're not at your best, and they've been able to do that. Yeah, they've done a good job. And we've played a lot of games that have been close or, you know, um, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, just a lot of – close games or back and forth games. And, you know, we had a few weeks where maybe we had some, some blowouts and, you know, really, really outscored some people. Um, but in general, it feels like, you know, we've gotten the lead. We figured out a way to give it back to them or, or let them get close. And so we've had scary moments um, over the course of the season. And I think, you know, you, the more of those you get into, the more comfortable you get in those moments. And so, um, yeah, I was proud of the guys, the, the way they came back and bounced back and, uh, we got a little help there in the ninth, but you know, they, they still did a good job of, you know, not swinging at, at pitches that were out of the strike zone and um, staying with their plan and, and, and getting that turned around, that game turned around. And so it, it's been a, it's been a good group. And, you know, anytime you, you win 40 games, that's, that's quite an accomplishment in college baseball. Yeah. So two championships in the last three full seasons, 2020 didn't happen. So 19 and now 2022, and then 40 wins for the third consecutive full season as well. First time in school history. So they had 45 in 19, 41 last year, and now 40 so far this year with games to play. Um, so that's the first time that that's happened in school history, three straight years. And I think that's now six, six years in which you've had 40 wins as head coach. Or is it five? I didn't prep that going into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I think, I think it's five of the last seven. I think I read that somewhere. Okay. Um, so I don't think we had a 40 win before that, the regional team in 2012, I don't think won 40 games. So, so we can count it now. So 15, 16, 19, 22 or 21, 22. So five, five 41 teams. And this will be uh, regional number six. And we'll get to that in a minute, but let's see, you won a big West conference championship at Riverside 2007. And then the 19 championship, which was on the last day of the season. And I talked about this a little bit on the broadcast yesterday, but it's the first time that I've had the experience of, okay, we are conference champions and there's still regular season games to be played. So like, how do you approach the games now that you've clinched? the conference championship, you know that you're going to the postseason and you have a week plus to play some games, either rest guys or minimize innings or take a different approach. Like what's the approach now, now that you have three games to go in the regular season leading up to the postseason? Yeah, it's it. I mean, you're trying to balance out a lot of different things. One, you want your team ready and you want them healthy and you want them, um, you want them in a good place going into the playoffs, you know, and we've talked about it a bunch, but that 19 team, you know, it was, it was such an elation and a high to win that on the last day. We just, we, we couldn't get refocused going into the playoffs. You know, we just had a, we had a, we went up to Stanford. It was a celebration parade. We didn't actually go up there on a mission to win the, win the conference. It really felt that way and we didn't play well. And so I think it is nice to have a few games to, you know, work through it and work through some things. Um, you know, and try and set our pitching up for the regional. We've got to get, 
a four starter ready to go. And so trying to get JD Callahan out there for four or five innings, keep him in shape or, you know, have him throw some scrimmage type stuff uh, so that we have him ready to go. Um, you know, we've got some health stuff that's, you know, the guys have done a good job, but they're, they're some, some guys playing at 85% and see if we can get them in there and keep them sharp, but also get them out and, um, you know, figure out some bullpen stuff. It, you know, there's some, I thought some real positives yesterday with, um, you know, especially Hall and Rice, how they came in and threw and kind of look, looked like what we thought they could do. And so try and get them a few more uh, outings, but also keep them fresh for, for the regional and not have them too worn down. So, yeah, we're trying, we're trying to figure out how to balance all that stuff. And then you still want to win. I mean, you want to, you don't want to go to the playoffs with a bad taste in your mouth. And um, there's still some things that we can do that are pretty cool, you know, to have a chance to not lose a series all year. And, um, I don't know the, I don't know the answer that Donegal reached out to Kendall Rogers to ask him if he knew if there was, cause UConn lost two weeks ago and they had not had a loss. Uh, I know in the top 25, I, there's nobody that hasn't lost a, a series yet this year. So um, my assumption is that that would go across the country if, you know, the top 25 teams in the country haven't done that. The assumption would be that there's nobody that has, that has done that. Um, yeah, it would, it would certainly be a talking point. I'm, the first one that comes to mind is of, of Tennessee only has seven losses, but they lost a series to Kentucky uh, on the road. So Texas and Texas State lost a series. UConn lost last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, those were the ones that were, were still out there that I'm aware of, um, at least on the UConn side of things. So, you know, I, I think that's a, a pretty cool thing. We've never done it here. Um, that's never happened um, since I've been here. I haven't asked uh, Bill Mahoney. He would be the one that would remember if it had happened prior. But, um, you know, that 40 win mark, we were able to get there. That was, an, you know, another carrot. Um, and then playing for seeding. I mean, you know, your, your RPI is going to matter a bit in the seeding. And, um, you know, we're kind of on that bubble two, three seed. I think the conference championship probably helps lean us more towards a two seed. But, um, you know, you're playing for, for seeding and trying to get a better draw, you know, in that opening round. Um, with that first game so um, now they don't see the tournament one through 64 so it's not as uh, big a deal as it maybe would be in like basketball where they seed it one through 64 you know especially on the west coast where you know, a lot of times things are just regional and they you know they're sending the 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 WAC winner and the Mountain West winner and the Big West winner, if they don't have RPIs and hosting range, they're shipping them off to the Pac-12 schools. And so some of that is kind of inevitable. Um, but you're still, you know, you're still hoping that you, you get a, a better draw or you go to a regional that's not as packed. And so I think that uh, regional death we were in in 2015, that, you know, the three seed won the national championship and the four seed was uh, – team that won 40 games san diego state and uh, i think they won 40 games they were conference champions yeah won 40 games and were conference champions in california i mean that's it's a little bit of a different team than maybe uh some of the teams that are four seeds out on the, the east coast so um you know a team that snuck in and won its conference tournament with a sub 500 record or something like that um that that wasn't <laughs> wasn't what we rolled into and, and same thing with the regional one last year i mean you got sac state who was legit and, um, and you had Stanford and you had Fresno, who was very good and had a first rounder. So I know it's the playoffs and none of it's easy, but um, you're also, you know, hoping maybe you get a little bit of a better draw with a, with a higher, higher seating. Yeah, 19 uh, Stanford, Fresno State, Sac State. And it just feels like, yeah, these are all teams that we've played that are all familiar with each other. So, well, and I was, I was going to ask like, if you have a prediction. But Big West champion, I think, has gone to Stanford the last three seasons. It was Irvine last year went to Stanford. Gouches in 19 went to Stanford. And I think it was Fullerton in 18 that went to Stanford. So uh, did, Stanford win, did Stanford win the conference championship in 19? I can I can check that. I know they didn't. I know they didn't last year because I checked it this morning. I was curious. Um, that's the only I would say I would have said Stanford almost a hundred percent going into the weekend, you know, the, the UCLA, to, UCLA okay. in 19. Yeah, so the, I mean, the NCAA has got a budget they're dealing with too. So uh, I, 
the fact that they can bus us there and don't have to get us on a flight. Um, we're the only team, you know, as of right now, you know, barring a, well, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anybody from the West Coast Conference that's going to be able to bus there if it wins, the, you know, if, they, if Gonzaga gets knocked off. Um, so the fact that they can bus us there, I would have said 100%, but the fact that they, they won the, conf- the regular season conference championship and we won the regular season conference championship, um, you know, makes me wonder there because we look at historically, you know, last year we, we, did, we finished second. We went to the conference champions in Arizona. Um, Irvine won the conference championship. They went to the, I think Stanford was third place team last year, second place team last year. You know, and then in, in 19, uh, we won the conference championship and went to, was Stanford second or third that year? In 19? Yeah. They were second to UCLA. Yeah. So, I, I, anyways, I woke up thinking, hey, yeah, we're sure going to Stanford, but then, you know, there's an outside shot the Ducks host. You got the Beavers that are going to host. You know, maybe they send us to a, a second place team um, or second or third place team in the, the pack. Um, but I also come back to, they can just put us on a bus to Stanford. Well, that's, that's what happened in, in 19. And, and yes, yeah, so Fullerton was there in 18 and they won that Stanford regional. So big West school has been in Stanford each of the last three post seasons. Um, oh, that's, that's the best we can do as far as predicting. Um, yeah. But three games I would to feel go. pretty confident that we will be at one of the West Coast sites. So. Yes. Yes. I I would agree. And I think outside chance that, that Gonzaga will host. I I didn't check on how they did this weekend, but they've been. Yeah, I think their RPI is at 28. So, I mean, they, they, I think they've got some work to do. to. Yeah, probably win the conference tournament and yeah, sneak hope in for there. the best. Yeah, and I, I don't remember their RPI was at last year, but they got sent to Oregon. and Yep. They were in, they were in range. I thought last year, kind of very similar. the The exciting thing is is that Gonzaga guaranteed a spot, no matter where they go. It's not going to be a selection show where it's a cross our fingers and hope that we go. Um, Gonzaga are guaranteed with the automatic bid as conference champions and outright conference champions. Um, and yesterday, uh, seven seniors. Honored a, before the game and a, a great senior class. I know it was an emotional day at the yard. It was it was a crazy weekend because you had the walk off on Friday, conference championship on Saturday with the celebration with the family and friends on the field. Uh, two Gatorade showers for Coach Checkets. Um, <laughs> two of them. I'm sure you were. The second one was much colder than the first one. The Gatorade the Gatorade felt like <laughs> it was a nice nice little more bath there and the but then the ice, i mean the you're already one, yeah yeah you're already wet and then the second one had more ice than than water in it so yeah they but. caught me they caught me off guard both times they got me so i, I was not anticipating that so <laughs> well that was well done uh and, and yesterday uh, the senior day i mean what more can you say uh, uh jason willow He's in the in the top ten now in games played. Yesterday was two hundred and sixth game as a Gaucho, which is a, an outstanding number. Uh, it really is in many regards. Uh, Mason Eng first career home run. That was this, the coolest thing ever. I think I had said earlier in the year that if Mason Eng gets a home run, it's going to be the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then I think Bob Bronsma said that as well uh, on the broadcast at some point, and I think he said it yesterday. Um, and then he was, Dean, he was going, he was going for it too. I mean, his, oh, yeah. his, his first at bat, I mean, he almost fell down on a couple <laughs> of those swings. So <laughs> it was, I could, I could see what he was doing. That was, yeah, the dugout went crazy. And, uh, when he, he was, he was dialed in, in batting practice. So I, I, I mean, I, I could see it coming and, and it happened. Um, and then being able to sub out some of the guys, uh, Willow and Johnson and, and Mortensen, uh, after they got base hits late in the game uh, to get them an applause uh, is was pretty cool as well. But uh, can you talk about uh, the seniors? Because it was, you know, KJ, over 150 games. Uh, Bryce Willits, who's having a great year. Jason Willow, of course, 200 games. Um, who else? Uh, Mason hit the home, hit the home run. Uh, Mortensen, he's got 28 career home runs. I mean, all of them have been contributors. Um Unfortunately, Trevor Beard wasn't able to pitch yesterday, but you know he's 
he had two appearances this year or three appearances where he was lights out um, and kind of in a pinch and coming back from injury. And so he's had his moments. Um, who am I forgetting? I am well, the cool thing about and, Trevor and Gianni, too. I, I, and Gianni Bloom was the other one. Yeah. But go ahead yeah. about Trevor. Uh, the cool thing about Trevor is just, you know, he's been hurt and he's had to come back and he, he had some good outings. He's just been a great teammate. I mean, just a, a great kid. And he's still working. He's still fighting. It'd be really easy to just kind of cave in and go, well, I'm not on the travel roster. I'm not on the 27-man roster. I'm done. You know, he's, he's, he's got a new grad school next year, but he's not. He's still fighting. He's going to throw some live hitters today. He's trying to get out there and, you know, figure out some way that he can possibly get on a, a travel roster and help the team in a regional. And um, that yesterday, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, have been here. It's it's a you know it's weird to have guys that have been here that, that long and have you know haven't gone through the COVID thing and um, with the changes in the draft maybe some of these guys wouldn't have been here you know with a forty round draft you probably you know probably for sure Brock Mortensen's probably not here with a forty round draft and um, and so yeah it was it was it was a really cool day I, I had a hard I, I was having a hard time keeping it together just at the senior presentation at the beginning of it i had to keep my classes on i could barely talk it was i mean it's just those guys you know that and it, senior day is always you know always hard and, um but the, you know last few years it's been different you've got you've got you know, three three of those guys were walk-ons that you know made the team and have been huge contributors and uh, you know i know they read during kind of their bios some of those guys records you know like you know will and kj are Hundred wins, hundred and sixty-eight and seventy and three regionals and um and they, they you know they left the place better than they found it and have been really key contributors and great leaders this year and just good kids. I mean, I, you know, it, Johnny Bloom's story. Just you know, every time I think about it, I'm like, I well up. You know, just how he how he ended up here. You know, where he came came from in terms of you know not being a start as junior college to you know catching in a regional and um calling his own game and leading and you know what he has done for our pitching staff and the catchers around him and you know a lot of stories like that kj and you know all of them you know all the all those guys have just made it left a real mark on the program and a mark on us and our hearts and um so yeah that that was tough and then my daughter's singing the national anthem i barely got through that one and um, so by the time the game, game started, I was pretty tapped out. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm glad the guys played well and made that, that party pretty easy on us. And you couldn't, have, yeah, you couldn't have drawn it up any better. Just, you know, to have Mason Ang hit a homer, to have all those guys be on base late in the game when we were, you know, in control of the game and have a chance to get them out and get them a little bit of a curtain call. And, um, it just it, yeah hard hard to draw it up any better than that when and not to mention um first class families really yeah I mean, they've uh, i mean the blooms have been on the road the whole year the angs have been on the road the whole year the johnsons the uh you know you see the willets at every game you see uh willow's family was there uh as well you know coming down from canada and i mean they're they're at all those games and they come and say hi to me and they, they listen to the podcast and they absorb the broadcast when they're not there. And they are so supportive of the team and of their, of their kids and, and of us, the staff. And it's uh you know, it's, it's great for them to be part of the family and part of the success. And so a tip of the cap to the, the families as well, because they've been outstanding. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. Dream families and super supportive of the, the kids and the team and the coaches and um and uh, you know all those guys a lot of those guys this wasn't easy you know kyle johnson yeah i mean his for he you know he's gone from not traveling not playing a lot um just hoping not, to make the team and get a uniform to what's that not getting a logo section? not getting a logo on your hat freshman year yeah yeah i mean he 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 had to grind through it and um last year to you know came on late and really helped down the down the stretch but being a you know in and out as a player um at times and being a starter and then sitting and um to being hitting in the four hole this year and being a three-time golden eagle award winner and you know a lot of those other guys bryce willits was our bat handler last year in the playoffs you know he was <laughs> that's right <laughs> he was hurt and um 
was wasn't able to play a hundred percent and was struggling and we wanted to you know we felt like his presence was important there and so he wasn't going to make the travel roster we had him he was the, he was a bat handler you know <laughs> I mean, and you didn't hear a word from him about you know or complaints or um, Johnny Bloom's gone from starting to sitting to starting to sitting and you know Mason Ang's gone from starting to all you know all those guys Trevor's gone from you know, throwing to hurt to throwing well to not you know, not throwing and um, you know they just they've been super supportive um, of the program and really tremendous team players so yeah and there's there's been this mix of of these this group who have who are seniors and have either been here for five years or have transferred into the mixture of um, of first year players. And I was I was going through the highlights of the year last night because I was I was pulling the highlights from the games and uh, changing up the uh, the intro a little bit to add some some up to date sound bites uh, for the podcast. And of course, I was going through some of the highlights and like there's a lot of big moments this year from first-year guys and from seniors. Darby, his two-homer game against against Oregon, which was kind of his his breakout game. I mean, Rice and Ager, their performances as first guys out of the pen uh, time and again, leading the team in appearances. Kurtley robbing the home run against UC Davis, and then KJ hitting that three-run homer uh, on Sunday when the Gauchos were down 3-1. I mean, how important were those? I mean, that was – you know, back in March, it feels like a long time ago, but those were two moments that the Gauchos needed to pull those wins out on the road uh, against Davis. I mean, the the poly weekend was unbelievable. Clawson uh, two homers uh, on the Friday game, a Gianni Bloom breaking out, hitting two home runs, the go-ahead triple, Nick Oakley seven RBIs or something like that, and uh, like three doubles that weekend. Corey Lewis has been the general uh, all weekend long. I know he wasn't at his best on Friday, but he had the shutout against Irvine. Uh, he was great against Cal Poly. Um, Mason Eng's home run. Uh, Gallagher won pitcher of the week back against CSUN. Willits had that game against CSUN where he had two homers, drove in seven, coming off of injury. Um, even Jordan Sprinkle. I mean, Jordan had Jordan's had kind of an up-and-down year, but he had eight RBIs this weekend. He had the go-ahead double against Cal Poly. Uh, on Saturday, so I, you go down the list, and that was an extensive list. Uh, thank you for for bearing with me, but and, and you probably didn't cover all. Of them. And, I, and I probably didn't cover all of them, <laughs> right? It, it's it's an extensive list, and it feels like every guy, you know, and guys that I didn't mention, like like Nick Boat, uh, or uh, or John Newman, like guys that I haven't mentioned had moments of their own. It's it's been a collective effort, and and you need that to win 40 games uh, and go to a regional. I, I had two par- two comments from parents yesterday that, you know, really stood out to me. And one was, and we thought about it, but they, you know, they, they brought it up of just saying, hey, we've had guys go down or. And the injuries. Yeah. And they, they, yeah. And the guys that, they, yeah. The guys that have stepped in, you know, Nick Oakley steps in and has that huge weekend or, you know, Johnny Bloom goes down and you know, has knee surgery and John Newman steps in and, you know, is able to really provide some offense for us. Um, you know, then Johnny comes right back and John Newman, you know, gets pushed back a little bit in the splitting time instead of starting. And, you know, he's, he's a good teammate about that. And Johnny comes out and, you know, homers and plays great defense. And, um, and you've had that kind of all, all over the place, Clawson being in and out and, um, you know, and currently playing, you know, at 85% um sometimes and so they, they've done a really nice job and you know i know the bullpen's been a, a bit of a mixed bag but it seems like we've been able to find the hot hand at the right times most of the time and, and, and well, finish the game 19 saves is tied for a program record you need one more save to to set a program record in saves i mean so well that, yeah i mean and I, I think the average fan that's watched this play you would say yeah, the bullpen has not been a strength um and we haven't thrown enough strikes, but we've had our moments, you know, Rice and Ager were really hot and we were able to kind of go back and forth with them. And you know, Harvey's got 10 saves and, um, and he hasn't had as many saves lately, but I, he's actually thrown the ball as well as he has uh, all year right now. Um, 
you know, Clayton Hall back has a chance to be huge for us. But yeah, they've, they've found a way to finish those games off, um, even if maybe it, it's been nerve wracking or ugly at times. Um, and it's been, you know, a little bit of a different guy. I mean, Eggers, that's got five saves. So he's, you know, he saved some games and Michael Rice has six wins. So he's had to come in, you know, and tie games when we're down and, and, and get a win. And um, Harvey's got 10 saves and you've got other guys that have, have helped out along the way. So uh, it's been, you know, a lot of different people stepped up in a lot of different moments. And then the, the other one was, um, you know, Bill Oakley, Nick's dad commented on, you know, Jason Willow. And um, I'm sure he's fine with us being public, but he said, Hey, you know, Jason and Kyle and those guys have taken Nick under their wing since he got here and have embraced him and you know, created an environment for him of, Hey, you're part of this. We believe in you. Here's how you do things. Um, as opposed to sometimes I think it's a hey, freshman carry my bags. Um, and you know, that, I think that's something that we spend a lot of time on and we're proud of and to hear dad say that that made a difference for his kid. And that has, it's helping him feel like he belongs. And I think Nick came in, not sure he belonged and just trying to find earn a spot. And now he's had these huge moments where he's, you know, at Cal Poly weekend, it, you know, he helped carry the team with his mentality there. So, um, I think I think a lot of that starts with those those older guys and their leadership and you know what they what they what they bring to the table besides their their arms and their their legs and their bats. Couldn't have said it better myself. And and Bill has been he's he's checking in with me and he's he's been appreciative of of the work that we've done. Um, on the broadcasting side and, and the media side. And, and it's been fun watching uh, Nick uh, grow because last year he was, uh, I don't know, he was like the last man on the roster in the regional and he, he scored a run in that last game. And then he's had his, his moments this year and he's just, he's, he could have been, well, he was added to the list that we just went down because he's had his, uh, actually he was on the list. I mentioned him on the list. I'm getting ahead of myself. But yes. Yeah, and yeah, I mean yesterday he hits a double or yeah. you know, it's first it's only at bat of the year yeah, of the week. Yeah, yeah, it's a stretch double. It's a single that most guys would have just gone coast around the corner and he he pushes it and he ends up on second. And you know, I think part a lot of that is how Nick plays and his personality and he brings it to the table, but he also sees Jason Willow play that way too. And I think I think that that is something that is contagious. Stay tuned for selection show. Uh, three more games this weekend against Bakersfield on the road, 6 o'clock on Thursday, 6 o'clock on Friday, and then 1 o'clock on Saturday for the season finale. And then the Gauchos find out where they go uh, on Monday morning. Um, to wrap things up, I do want to talk about some Gauchos in the pros because there's been some developments. Uh, Bieber has been... He hasn't. He's not 2020 Cy Young Bieber, but he's getting back to that form. Uh, he went seven, struck out ten against the Tigers this weekend. He's got five quality starts, uh, an ERA in the low threes this year for the Guardians. Uh, Dylan Tate has been outstanding for the Orioles. He's got a save, uh, a couple of holds. He's got an ERA. I think it's 2.01 um, in 19 appearances for Baltimore. Kyle Nelson, 15 appearances for the Diamondbacks. He's got a 1.23 ERA. Um, and then uh, Andrew Vasquez, he's been up and down with the Blue Jays uh, right now. He's been recently promoted to the big club. Um, he's got about four or five innings pitched. Um, and then McGreevy, yesterday promoted from single A to double A. And it was last week that Armani Smith got promoted from single A to double A. So Gouch is getting it done in the, uh, in the, uh, the big leagues and in the minors. Uh, I know Rodney Boone won Pitcher of the Week. Uh, in single Rod's, A, Rod's, Rod's having a great year. I got a yep. text from Rod's having a great year. I got a text from somebody that played against him. One of my buddies that's in pro ball said he, he said he's got an alien fastball. So just alien. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's a different, <laughs> it's different, unique, and everybody misses it. And he's, he's having a great year. So that's great. I mean, you're, we're we're so wrapped up in the season, it, it's hard to keep track of. Of, of the guys playing in pro ball, but like how much have you been able to follow other than just getting texts here and there from, from guys? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you know this, we're at, we're at the office and we're working on our baseball stuff. Plus we've got all the recruiting and fundraising, fundraising and facility, you know, take care of the facility and all that stuff. So it, it gets a little, I feel bad sometimes because it gets a little bit 
tough during the season to follow, but um, we are fo- we are following those guys, and we're proud of them. And um, you know, those guys in the big leagues are having great years. And you know, Shane, I think was working through some stuff early, and looks like mm-hmm. he's settling in and getting back to back to form. And um, you know, Beaver and Nelly look like they're a step. I'm sorry, Beaver and Tate look like they're establish, establishing themselves as regulars uh, up there. So, um, so yeah, we're happy for those guys and those minor league guys are grinding through it. Some of them are, you know, hopefully knocking on the door here. But we're, we're proud of those guys and um, looking forward to continue to follow them. And um, I wish I had a chance to sit down and watch more of the games. I got MLB TV and William, when I come down in the morning, he's usually watching some kind of highlight. <laughs> so he's got... He, he's into it in the morning and he's, he, he gives me updates on how Beebs did and how, uh, how Tate and, awesome. and Andrew are doing. And so he's, he, he's kind of my, my conduit to, to keep me informed. That's awesome. And, uh, McGreevy pitcher of the month, uh, in April, uh, in his, uh, single a league, uh, before his promotion. And then, uh, two guys are from last year, Cole Cummings and Marcos Castellan playing on the same team. At Lake Elsinore, Gauchos are familiar with Lake Elsinore, and they're both playing together with the Storm. Um, okay, that that'll wrap things up for for now. Um, we'll check in, of course, before the postseason. Uh, three games to go against Bakersfield, um, and then next Monday selection show. Find out where the Gauchos are going. So Gauchos will be on the road for the next two weeks, um, and stay tuned for that. If you're planning on traveling to the regionals, um, wherever they may be. Um, you will find out on Monday, and Gouchers will find out on Monday. And uh, looking forward to it. It's been a great year, a uh, rewarding year in, in many respects, um, but not done. I, I feel like we did a recap because the season's over, but it's not over. Um, but there's been many good things to happen and many more good things to come. So, uh, Chex, uh, appreciate it, and um, go Gauchos. Thank you. Yep, thanks. thanks for all your work, Kev. Okay, next guest on the Gaucho Night Pod is Jerry Fall, voice of the Gauchos. And uh, you too. Second time on the pod. Good to see you. Good to see you. And, I enjoy uh, coming on. And uh, Gauchos are big West champs again. Yep. So How second great time, was that? second time in the last three years, and I just I wanted to have you on because you've been you're at the ballpark, you're doing the broadcasts, and you're you're, you're talking to checks, and you're you're mm-hmm. part of it, and and the media side, and like I don't know, I, how was your how was it on Saturday to, to watch the Gauchos dogpile again? It was so exciting, Kevin. I, I be honest with you, I get nervous when teams dogpile because I get nervous <laughs> for injuries. But I was just so looking forward to that. And I was really hoping that Cal Poly beat, you know, Fullerton a couple times. Or they, they beat him three times um, the weekend before. And you knew they were going to knock off Davis. But I wanted the Gauchos to you win You were hoping that, that Cal Poly would keep winning so that... So that the Gauchos could take care of their own would business. Would clinch here. it at home, yes. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if... if uh, it, would be, it would be so weird if, if Polly lost twice last weekend and the Gauchos won against Dixie State and, and saw Polly lose on TV, and exactly. then that's where you clinched. Like, exactly. it's definitely There's not no as gratifying. It's yeah. not, it's, the crowd can't enjoy it, the fans can't enjoy it, the players... I mean, they'll enjoy it, but not as much as if they did it here like they did on Saturday. Exactly, and, and what a weekend it was. And I'm I'm thrilled that I was there. I made it back in time. Yes, and, glad you're feeling better. And like, what what a weekend! I, the Friday was, you know, it was a a nail biter. It was a, a frustrating game in many respects. But Gauchos just came back to win in walk off fashion. Second walk off in as many weekends. Right. And then they got to take the field after the game again on Saturday and win the championship and get the trophy. And and they had the T-shirts. I mean, it was it was full bore. Like mm-hmm. it was great stuff. Uh, all the families there and everyone out on the field after the game and the Gatorade showers. And then Sunday, Senior Day. You know, everybody plays and, and Mason Eng hits the home run. How great was that? I mean, I, the, I I watched the replay with Bob and and he was saying the same thing I said. Like that's the greatest thing that I have ever seen. Yeah. At this ballpark. Yeah. I, Hands down. I mean, yeah. the championships are great, yes, but I mean, to know Mason and and watch him grow, and you know, he's in the lineup, he's out of the lineup, he's he's a defensive specialist and first career home run on yeah. Senior Day. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, his last home game, you know, mechanical engineering um, degree is what he's going to graduate with here, and 
in the next few weeks. And just to, to, what a team player. I I always remember Mason Ang, you know, before he was actually getting some playing time, Kev, he'd, he'd be down in the bullpen warming the guys up. I mean, I've been on enough road trips to see that where, and, and at home as well. But he, you know, he's warming the guys up. He'd come back to the dugout. He'd go back down to the bullpen. And then when he started playing, and he'd come out maybe in the later innings or something. He's down in the bullpen warming pitchers up again. Yep. Just a great team guy. Team guy. And he hit that home run, and you, you let me in on a little secret. He was going for it the whole time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was certainly going for it. And Mason, he, he brings that spark, too, like that little love for the game where when he runs in from the pen, he'll, like, slide into home plate mm-hmm. to get into the squat to help warm up the pitcher. Like, he does that kind of stuff, which is great. And, and Trevor Beer, uh, we talked about him with, with checks. But uh, Trevor didn't get to pitch, but obviously a senior, and he's going to graduate, go on to grad school. Um, at UCLA, and, uh, right? At UCLA, and hopefully uh, gets to pitch this weekend against Bakersfield. But, um, you know, all the seniors had their moments. And, and this team with, with, the, with the, older guy, the older guys and the younger guys and everyone who seemed to have a moment this year. Are there any right. moments that, that stick out to you other than what we just talked about as far as yesterday goes? Oh, there's just been so many. I think the moment that sticks out to me the most, Kev, this season, and I wasn't even there for it, was the Cal Poly series. I mean, going up there and sweeping the Mustangs, there was a stretch, and did it end last year or the year before? Uh, not the year before, that was COVID, uh, or in 19, where Cal Poly had beaten us like 12 times in a so row. 11, 11 losses in a row. 11 losses in a row. And they, they broke that streak when they won the Big West Championship That's right. on in, that last game in 19. In 19, that's right. But to, to sweep Cal Poly up there, and to to really grind away at, at some of those at bats and some of those pitching performances, I mean, I'll be pr- perfectly honest with you. I was hoping that when we went to Poly, we won at least one game. If we could get out of there with a win, great. If we could get out of there with two, I never thought they'd get out of there with three wins. So I think that's the one that stands out for me. That series. Well, I, I'm surprised you didn't go up because I was. It was. It was. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And. I mean, it was, it was, it was electric. Yeah, absolutely yeah. electric yeah. up there. And, and they draw so well up there for the Gaucho series too. Oh, they, they were they were, they were phenomenal crowds, and I was I was going back listening to the highlights, looking for stuff to put in, and just like when Gianni hit the home run, mm-hmm. and when he hit the triple, and then Oakley hits the double, and Clausen hits the homers. Like you, you get that sense of because it was such a big crowd. That sense of the the air going out of the poly fans, and then there's that little contingent of Gaucho fans oh, yeah. that you can hear in the corner going nuts because they know how big led, of a led moment by JD. it is. That's right, <laughs> <laughs> JD at all the parents and, and Richard, mm-hmm. Richard who, who he came up to all three of those games. Good I, for him. I mean, what a fan, Richard. Yeah. He, he wears it on his oh, on his chest so much. Great. It's great. It's, he's great. We need, we need more guys like Richard. But that's the one that stands out for me. And I watched every pitch every inning back in New Jersey, and the, there's a three-hour time difference mm-hmm. back there. So those night games, you know, it gets to be a little late when they end. But I, I thought that was the standout performance. I mean, they, yeah, well, were, they were just phenomenal that it was, it was a gauntlet of weekends, too. It was, it was Long Beach and then Cal Poly and then UC Irvine. Right. And the guys won 8-1 and one in those games. Mm-hmm. And, that's, that and really I think that's was, where they won the conference title. Absolutely. You know, I think that's where they want it. Yeah, and they're taking care of business. They've won every series, or won or split every series, so they have not lost a series yet. And, and Andrew brought this up earlier. Um, so they have a chance to win, uh, or sorry, not lose any series if right. they take care of business against Bakersfield this weekend, which would be an accomplishment to add to the second Big West title and 40 wins for mm-hmm. the third time in a row. Um, so... That's the goal, is to win, and always been the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Is to win the series. You got to win two out of three, right? Um, and that's that's the best way to win uh, a regional. Is you got to win game one, get in the winners bracket, and try and win three games. So, uh, moving forward to Bakersfield and moving forward to the regionals, uh, that's the ultimate goal: is try and win right. that Friday game uh, and get three wins. Now, 2019, one on the last day of the season, and then you got four days until you're into the regionals. This year, a little different, mm-hmm. and. You know, in, in your experience in, in broadcasting games in the past, and this is the first for me, is you win a championship and then you have to come back the next day and play a regular game. Right. So, I mean, have you have you seen anything in the past where it's – is it beneficial to the teams that win early, that clinch early, or can it be maybe a deterrent? You know, that's a great question, Kev. I think 
I, I was kind of concerned about Sunday's game. I thought that maybe the Gauchos would come out flat after that big celebration. The crowd was on the field. A lot of the crowd was on the field. Parents, friends, family, you know, on Saturday. And I thought maybe they'd come out a little flat on Sunday. They did not. They came out and scored four runs in the first inning and went on to, to bomb Riverside 14-2, to two, I think, mm-hmm. was the final. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I... You know, if they can keep the focus, I think Coach Checkets will probably, and you know this better than I do, probably stay with kind of the same lineup for the Bakersfield series just to keep these guys sharp. You know, I hope guys like Trevor get to pitch and whatnot, um, but I think he'll stay with pretty much his his lineup, and and uh, and I think he'll look at this weekend as a must-win series. You know, I think he'll he and and Donegal and the rest of the coaching staff will approach it like that. And then you hope that they just kind of take that mentality into the regionals. But it's really an odd situation, isn't it? Because you don't have must-win games in front of you until you get to the regionals. Right. Well, and it's different with no conference tournament. Say mm-hmm. the Gouchers are on the bubble, and you have to go to a conference tournament and win in order to get in. You know, that's different. Mm-hmm. You're playing meaningful games, and that can either wear you out or it can get you in this mode of competing – Mm-hmm. at a, a super high level because your season's on the line each and every day for a week or so leading up to right. the postseason. And it, maybe it's a little bit different in this respect, but you think last year, Gounces were out of contention for the conference title going into the last two weeks against Riverside and Bakersfield, and they played probably their best baseball of the year mm-hmm. in those eight games. They won all eight games, and they rolled into Arizona with a ton of momentum. Right. And maybe they, maybe the competition wasn't great, but... I think the quality of baseball that they played was outstanding. Yes, and, I agree. And maybe with the weight off their shoulders of getting the conference title taken care of on Saturday, I saw two scenarios for Sunday. It was either you're going to come out sluggish because mm-hmm. of what happened on Saturday or you're going to come out firing on Nelson cylinders because the weight of that game, the weight of that conference title is off your shoulders and you're playing right. loose and free. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what it felt like yeah. on Sunday. It was loose I and free. I think so too. I think they were – they were terrific on Sunday, and you know Ryan pitched such a good game. And and I'd be remiss if I didn't say what an awesome game Michael Gutierrez pitched on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eight strong innings from Gutierrez. But I, you know, it's a you ask a great question because I don't know how that works out. I think in the back of Coach Checkett's mind, he's probably thinking, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing to play meaningful games. And I'm not saying that the Bakersfield games aren't meaningful, but you know, last year, as you referenced with Riverside and Bakersfield, they had to pretty and much they, they do probably that. had to win those games. Yeah, yeah, to make a regional. Because if you lose to Riverside or Bakersfield, your RPI just gets assassinated. And and I I really think that they had to go seven and one or eight and zero to uh, to make a regional. And so those were hugely meaningful games for the Gauchos. It's just going to be a little different this year with the Bakersfield series is kind of a tune-up for the regionals. Um, But, you know, you guys are handling it just the way you would if they hadn't clinched the conference title this weekend and they had a chance to do it at Bakersfield. You're leaving Wednesday. You're going to practice there. So it's the same routine. So, you know, I think that I, I think the, the series is very important in terms of momentum going into the regionals. 100%. Well, and the only weird thing about it is that you moved up, you're moved up a day because you're playing Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday with uh, the Sunday off day, Memorial Day being on Monday. Um, so, you know, it's not unfamiliar territory because you do it once during the season with, uh, with the Easter weekend, but, you know, it moves up the pitchers a day. You know, I, I'm not, I haven't talked to Andrew about uh, the pitching plan, but I assume it would be of Corey throwing on Thursday, and then he's got an extra day of rest mm-hmm. on the back end leading into the regional. The but right. regardless, it's it's a road series. It's going to be hot out in Bakersfield, so there's going to be some adversity to deal with as you're getting tuned up for the postseason. And the game, so it's not really sure where they're going to go. But I talked about this with Andrew. But the last three Big West champions have gone to Stanford, and we anticipate Stanford will be hosting a regional, and they have been mm-hmm. outstanding this year with uh, Coach Esker and all that talent they have on the offensive side of the ball. But, uh, I mean, you were asking me, like, where do you want to see the Gauchos go to a regional? I mean, I, I think it's, it's probably going to be Stanford, but, you know, 
where are some places that you'd like to see the Gauchos go play? Well, selfishly, I'd like to see Stanford because it would be great for the fan base. Absolutely. And, and I could get to Stanford. I can drive there. Um, if they're at Texas A&M or something like that, then I'm, you know, I'll probably catch an air. I mean, a, a flight out there. Take the train. Not going to take the train to Texas A&M. <laughs> no, but uh, but I'll pay the exorbitant fees for for airline tickets now with the gas prices where they are and fuel where it is. But um, I would like to see them at Stanford. I was at the regional, and you were too, in Corvallis. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. That was Coach Checkett's going back to his his you know alma mater, his stomping ground, where he pitched and was an All American, and and that and that facility is just phenomenal. But I, you know, Stanford is is such a great ballpark, and it's it's such a great team, as you mentioned. I'll never forget the Louisville uh, Super Regional in 2016. They were 36 and one at home when we were going in there. They didn't have Bieber though. We had Bieber. And yes, was, we did. That was a big difference. <laughs> um, but we beat them two in a row there, and I thought that 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 was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, people use the word unbelievable all the time. I think you know a Martian coming down from Mars is unbelievable, but that was unbelievable. It was inconceivable. Uh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> to sweep them in two games to, and the crowd of 8,000-plus Louisville fans, and they were all a bunch of snobs, you know, thinking that they're just going to push away the Gauchos, and and uh, I was just so happy for them. But, but uh, you know, I think to go to Stanford – and I think last year when they when they went to Arizona, they beat Oklahoma State twice. They beat you know Oklahoma State. I think was ranked as high as number six in the nation last year. Um, and with that all star coaching staff, you know Robin Ventura was on that staff. Uh, Matt yeah, Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so wherever they go, and I'm kind of rambling. I apologize, but wherever they go, they're going to have a Stanford or a Texas A&M. They're going to have to play. You know, if right. you're going to get to a Super Regional and College World Series, it's going to be like we experienced. You're playing the best of the best. You're playing the best of the best. So if they have to play the best of the best somewhere, I, I hope it's Stanford, even though they're red hot. I mean, they're just – they've won 12 in a row. They're – you know, they they probably are a pick to go to, to Omaha. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd like to see him play there because I want to see him play Stanford, and I want it to be the, where the Gaucho fans can go and travel and see him. Yeah, and we, we could speculate all – we could speculate all day. Yeah. And, it, and it's fun to speculate. And it's, fun, it's, it's fun to speculate. But you go to Stanford, got to have some demons to exercise up at Stanford because mm-hmm. they have not had uh, a lot of success. And I, I, I don't like referring to the, the 2 and Q in 2019, but, but facts are facts. You lost to Fresno and they lost to Sacramento State. So if you go back to Stanford and, and there are guys in this team who were there, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it would be a little chip on their shoulder going in there. So it could be advantage gauchos as far as, all right, right we got some business to take care of. Uh, and then, I mean, I've seen this past week the projections have Eugene hosting a regional. Gauchos played there in March, and it's, it's, a, much, it's a much more hitter-friendly ballpark, and we know the Gauchos um, can hit the baseball, and they won two games up there against the Ducks. And then, I mean, Goss Stadium in, in Corvallis, Gauchos were there in 13 and, and went up there in 2020 in March and mm-hmm. swept the Beavers. So there's some recent history there where the Gauchos have had success. Uh, I mean, I, I even saw him at Fort Worth in mm-hmm. in in one uh, right in one projection. But I mean, most likely, I think I'll just end up at Stanford, and we'll probably see another West Coast school in there. Who knows? They D one baseball had him playing Ole Miss in that Stanford really? regional this week. Wow. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that would reg- be. <clears throat> regardless of all the speculation, there's a lot of cool things ahead for the Gauchos, and we're looking forward to it. And yes. Wherever they are, we hope to see you there and perhaps have you on broadcast. I would love to do it um, with you. Or, sure. or some more interviews, stuff like that. Like uh, We'll get you in there and uh, hoping to have Bob uh, on, on the podcast probably before. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to him about it. I'm just I'm dropping this right here. Well, he's here. going to Mexico on vacation yes. the regional weekend. So yes. get him before I'd have to that. get him before that. Right. Exactly, to, uh, to talk about some postseason stuff in the past, um, which would be uh, a lot of fun to, mm-hmm. to break down his brain on, on Gaucho. Uh, postseason yeah. past, yeah. Um, but uh, it's been a great year. It's been, it's been awesome. A great been year fun. having having you and the ESPN Plus and and, and Fall well. Productions crew at at the ballpark. Um, you guys have done a great job. Well, thank you. Want to give some shout pr- outs to I'm them. I'm proud of the crew. I'm proud of Rianne Thomas, our wonderful director, and Art Philippi, our great engineer, and 
and just the rest of the crew. I mean, they're, you know, they're all so great. You know, Vic, Grace, JP, uh, Sean, Danny, uh, Brendan, uh, Josh, uh, who am I leaving out? I don't know if I'm leaving anybody out, but they were great. They were awesome. And you were great too. And I appreciate you, you know, being a part of it as well. well I do. I appreciate that. But before we say goodbye, yeah. I want to, I want to bring this up. I mean, this is putting the cart way before the horse. But UCSB has put in a bid to host a Super Regional. Yes, I have. The, it, is, it is conceivable if we could get through a regional that we could host a Super Regional. That's right. Wow, that's exciting. It would be a, it would be a first. I mean, it seems inconceivable. Yeah. But, yeah, can't, can't host a Regional here, but can't host a Super because this is two teams. Right. It'll be three it's games. A, it's a best of three. It's a best of three. And I think... Oh, you could see you know, bring in some stands and mm-hmm. bring in some, you, you mentioned some get some booms for some more camera angles, right? With the stuff SBA, like that, you'd have to do that, right? Yep. Yeah. And that would uh, that would be electric. That would be great. If that happens, but yes, that's that's a cart way before the horse. Yes. 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 And um, <laughs> and it's again, I think the weekend series at Bakersfield means a lot because mm-hmm. they have to have momentum going into the regionals. Momentum and, and a little bit of seating too. Yeah. If, if you finish with three wins, you know, the RPI isn't going to be helped. The Gunches won three games this weekend, and the RPI went down eight points. Mm-hmm. And, and Riverside, or I'm sorry, Bakersfield, another low RPI team. So if you get three wins, it's still going to go down. So it's they don't seed one through 64. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how the seeding works exactly, but you know, it could be the difference between a two and a three seed based on how the Gouches do this weekend and where the rest of the RPI stuff shakes up. So, right. so right. There, you know, there is some importance. Mm-hmm. Uh, bearing on that, whether you're a two or a three, whether you're playing as the home team in game one, if you're right. playing in the afternoon versus at night on, on the first day, like, like who knows? So Exactly. There's, there's stuff be, at stake. It's going to be a lot of fun. Congratulations to, to Coach Checkets and the team and you. and You do such a great job on the air and with this field. It, it just looks spectacular. And I don't think people realize how hard you work out here on this field and how much this field gets beat up during the season and yet you you continue to make it look like it's opening weekend you know with with the field it's great i appreciate that jerry and there's a lot of other guys to thank that work on the field uh rick and chris with uh, with afs they do they do a wonderful job as well and all student managers uh oliver isaac justin and and lucas they've been helping me a lot they filled in for me when i was when i was gone mm-hmm. and uh they're crushing it right now in fact helping get set up for for offense here in a few minutes but Good. um but yeah no it's been a great year there's still uh lots of exciting things to come it's an exciting time of year playoffs because you, you never know what's going to happen no nope. nope. nobody happen. thought the gauchos would do anything in 2016 <laughs> you know and that vanderbilt regional was that's talk about beautiful ballparks wow that yeah. vanderbilt ballpark is beautiful and that was a tragic weekend because Vanderbilt had lost one of its pitchers in a drowning accident and needless to say they they were they were not the same and we didn't play Vanderbilt um, but they were they were number three in the country uh, going into that weekend and I, I don't even think with with the tragedy that occurred and that certainly overshadowed anything on the baseball field I don't think even not playing Vanderbilt, people thought we were we were going to – I don't think they thought we were going to win that regional. Nobody gave the Gauchos a chance in Louisville. Nobody. But then once they got, got past Louisville, then, you know, the College World Series, and, and now Bieber's on the national map. Then it was a, whoa, okay. Like, yeah, exactly. These guys are – And, and yeah. they, they won one game. They knocked Miami out of the College World Series, the double elimination World Series, by beating them 5-3. to three. Mm-hmm. And uh, And – so I, anything's possible. Anything's, anything's possible. possible, and that's that's why we play the games, and that's why we're here. Exactly to, to see something amazing, and we've seen a lot of amazing things this year. And you have done amazing things. Well, thank this you. Team so, has done amazing so things. And and I love being on with you. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So Jerry, Thanks, uh, we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Thank right. you, Kevin. Thank you. All right, thank you to head coach Andrew Checkets, and thank you to the great Jerry Fall, and thank you to our sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen and Smart Office Interiors. It's been a great year so far. Gauchos are 2022 champions, second time in the last three years. They have won 40 games for the third consecutive year. They are 40 and 12, 23, sorry, 24 and three of the Big West Conference, and they have a chance to uh, – 
probably set the record for best winning percentage in the conference. Um, you have to double check on me, che- double check me on that. But I think if they go 27 and three, it might be the best winning percentage. Um, last year, an anomaly: 29 wins with the the 40 game schedule, but back to the normal 30 game schedule. And uh, with the 24 wins, that's the most that the Gauchos have won in a uh, regular Big West conference season. Uh, Thursday, Friday at 6 o'clock from Bakersfield, and then Saturday for the season finale at 1 o'clock. Selection show is on Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. ESPNU, Gauchos with the automatic bid, are guaranteed a spot. The only question is where will they go and what seed will they be and who will they play. So lots of exciting stuff headed your way. Hope to uh, see you in Bakersfield. If you can't, you can tune in UCSPGouches.com or you can watch the games on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, thanks to everybody who reached out uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, got a lot of great uh, comments um, on the field after the uh, during the celebration. Uh, met some new parents that I hadn't met before. Um, but just uh, lots of love. Feeling the love, that's for sure, this year. So, uh, one more week to go in the postseason. Uh, We'll stay cooking on the Gotcha Line podcast. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon.